Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Powered by Coldwell Banker Ford McMurray. We love YMM. Monday. What is the best summer treat of them all? Frozen delicious treats. I want to know. I want to know. And I've got some categories for you. It's Steve here, 100.5 Cruise FM. So to narrow it down and not just leave like the sea of all the different... You know, tiny changed options. You know, variations are very subtle between them. No, no. We've got four fundamental categories here. And I'm sure that there's more. So just fit it into whatever category fits best, right? What is the best frozen summer treat? A, ice cream cone. And now we're talking classic or soft serve or a variation. It could come in a cup, waffle cone, whatever. Is that the best category? B, slushy or snow cone. Right? We're talking crushed ice style. Drinkable, crunchable, whatever. Super sweet, sugary, delicious. Um, and we got C, freezies and or freeze pops. They're similar, but not quite the same. But they do, um, you know, share enough qualities that we're going to lump them together. And D, the classic popsicle or ice cream bar. And I've got to throw the kind of outlier of ice cream sandwiches in with that group as well. And I got to say, including the ice cream sandwiches makes it a really good contender for being the best option possible. Once again, real quick, Ace, ice cream cones, B, slushies and snow cones, C, freezies or freeze pops, and D, popsicles or ice cream bars. What is the very best frozen summer treat? We're going to decide this this morning, and you're going to be a part of that. Canada. Of course, we're known for how cold it gets here, but it gets hot in the summer, right? we got a huge range of temperatures, and there's a lot that you might not know about our nation, especially for those who aren't from our nation, which is why we've now got Dwight Schrute to help us out with this. I, I, apparently, this has been known for a while. I'm just learning about it now. There's a deleted scene from The Office where Pam asks about where Vancouver is. Hey, I think that's British Columbia. And, of course, Dwight, the fountain of knowledge that he is on the show, has this to share. There's Newfoundland and Labrador, Saskatchewan, Ontario, Quebec, Alberta, Manitoba, New Brunswick, and Nova Scotia. Prince Edward Island's very small, but British Columbia tops them all. And that's where Vancouver is. But before I finish up my story, you should know the territories that are only three, so I'll be quick. You come northwest and none of it. <laughs> There's so much more. I, I, gotta, I gotta cut him off there. He keeps singing. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Music news time. We've got a couple of headlines to get into. If you don't know, this Sunday is the 2022 MTV Video Music Awards. And uh, while they do have a lot of artists on the nomination list that we don't play, uh, we do play some Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they are actually set to receive the Global Icon Award this year. They're also going to be performing in the, the award ceremony that takes place in New Jersey. So keep your eyes out for that if you are curious and... And uh, the Prudential Center will host a whole bunch of other artists and stuff. Tons of performances. It should be entertaining as usual. Robert Plant, meanwhile, dashing any hopes, any dreams of a Led Zeppelin reunion. Oh, no. Not that we were truly, really expecting it. But he does say that it doesn't satisfy his need to be stimulated. I feel like that's lyrics to a Led Zeppelin song right there. Lemon song, anybody? Uh, but uh, he says it doesn't. Uh, he, he doesn't want to go back to the font to get some kind of massive applause. Apparently, he just wants to do what he's been doing. They split up in 1980. It's been more than 40 years since they officially broke up following the death of John Bonham, of course. And they have done some reunions. The most recent one was 2007, but really uh, not a true reunion. I mean, they've gotten together on stage to perform along with other artists, but that is as close as we've gotten, and likely now as close as we may ever get. 
Tuesday. You ever hit a hole in one? Nah, I haven't either. Steve Reeve here with you, 100.5 Cruise FM. It's something that not every golfer ever even achieves in their lifetime, right? Okay, mini golf have done it, all right? I have hit the hole-in-one on the mini-golf, all right? Not completely off of the board, but never in the true game of golf at a full golf course. You know, something to shoot for, something to aim for, unless you're a girl named Adele who's like 14 years old from Canmore. Specifically, she was playing at the Canmore Golf and Curling Club in her third championship, a local club championship, and on the 12th hole, she was the last of her group, teed off and thought, hey, that's a good shot. It was just, that was it. Done with it at that point. Well, that good shot went right into the cup and everyone starts freaking out and the word sped very fast across the golf course, across every single one of the holes. She gets up to hole 15 not too long afterwards and, and strikes another one. Sinks it first shot, even straighter line than the first one. She's going, I, that's going to go in. That's going to go in. And it did. Her mom has been golfing since she was a kid, younger than Adele, who is, again, 14. Says that she's never hit a hole-in-one in her lifetime of playing the game. Got a little teary-eyed thinking about it. Two holes-in-one, not even in a career, but in a championship. Her third ever. Yes, you may break your clubs on the lawn right now if you feel like it, if you need to. I'm a, I, I would understand collectors out there, especially collectors of music oddities, there are going to be action figures of the members of Beastie Boys, but not as themselves. No, as the characters that they played in the music video to Sabotage from 1994. Of course, Spike Jones directed that one. It was absolutely infamous, and I still remember the names. Not the names of the actors in it, but still the characters, right? There was Cochise, there was the Rookie, and the Chief. And these three are being made into action figures. Dolls, if you will. But what's great is that they are actually giving the actor names as well, which I completely forgot about. You watch that music video again. It is MCA playing Nathan Wind, playing Cochise, Ad-Rock playing Vic Colfari, playing Bobby the Rookie, and Mike D playing Alessandro Allegre, playing the Chief. This is fantastic. They are going to be available soon. Pre-order uh, through the U.S. store available now. Not even sure if they're going to be able to be uh, bought in Canada, at least not directly. We'll see. Tommy Lee has answered the question about his uh, his drumstick pick. He says that he was on a bender. He says he got bleeping sideways as bleep, got naked, and posted pictures of his, again, let's say, drumstick. Well, not exactly an explanation, but uh, that does explain it. Absolutely. You might have seen people posting it a lot because it's a really, really quick listen. It's a very short, like, 30-second sound clip of what the center of a black hole might sound like. Uh, the center of a galaxy, not the center of our galaxy, actually, but of a close-by one, the uh, Perseus galaxy cluster more than 200 million light-years away. And uh, you know, this is uh, audio that is coming from, like, literally, they've, they've captured the audio. They say no sound waves can travel in space, but that's not really true. It's just not to the human ear, right? So instruments and data have been gathered, and then the sound itself has been boosted by, I think, nearly 200 quadrillion times. With science, NASA has allowed us to listen in, and I've got a recording. In fact, I have listened even closer, I think, than NASA. I've put my own enhancements onto this audio to try and truly unlock the signal that we are hearing from the center of this galaxy. Very eerie. It's not lost on me that black hole sounds like the inside of a stomach. But wait, but wait, what's that? Oh no! 
Now the horrors, the cosmic, eldritch horrors of the universe. It's Kid Rock out in space. Okay, no, not really, but you could pretty much use that for almost any ethereal opening to a song. I've seen many already. Final Countdown, probably the best one of all, but still. Kid Rock, out there in space, where he should be. Wednesday. I'm feeling better now. I got a self-esteem boost yesterday from working on a vehicle problem myself, right? Unfortunately, I've had, uh, you know, some extra issues over this last year. It is, uh, you know, aging a little bit and, you know, I had, had to put some money into it. So this time, no, you know, me and my girlfriend are like, we're doing this ourselves. The window was causing us some problems. And, uh, you know, we were working through it yesterday. It was, it, w- it went well, went decently enough. It went, like, pretty well close to the plan, I would say. You know, every bolt was removed the proper way, in the good order. We were able to keep things, you know, separated, contained, and organized throughout the entire thing. We didn't have any giant spill of, like, every single screw that we had taken out of the door. Now we don't know where they go. Or, like, you know, the ratchet set gets dropped on the ground and every single piece is rolling around the parking lot. No, nothing like that. Nothing like that. It actually worked out pretty well. Until the very last screw to go in... It would not find purchase. You know, it wouldn't actually thread into anything. We're going, what the heck is go? Why can't we figure this out? It's taking almost as long as the rest of the job. And we did such a good job. We're feeling so proud. How could we possibly have not? Oh, oh, wait. Here is this little bracket thing. Is this supposed to go behind the screw on the inside of the door behind everything for it to actually grip onto and make a connection and tighten in? Oh, right. Yeah, that actually was a pretty key part of it. So every step except for the very last step went to plan and now we got to reverse like half of the steps to get it fixed again later on today Whew. but the window works i mean that's the most important part right all hail the hot dog straw if you haven't seen it a yankees fan was uh, videotaped in the in the in the stands using a straw let that sink in for a minute using a straw <laughs> to chop out tubular chunks out of the length of a hot dog from either end and also taking a moment to enjoy eating what the straw managed to rip out then using the straw the hot dog straw to drink his brew got a beverage of some kind looks beer like and i gotta say uh first reaction instant reaction oh second reaction hmm and i think that goes for pretty much everybody right this might be a thing hot dog straw give it a year You'll be able to buy ready-made hot dog straws at arenas and stadiums and definitely carnival grounds all over the place. But we can rebuild it. We have the technology, okay? We can make it better. What we need is hot dog straws that are made by cooking the dog around a heated element on the inside so it crisps the straw hole into place while another element heats out the outside. And that can be you know, set up to be semi-portable, right? You can make money off of that. There's money to be made, and I've even got a name for you. Call it Straw Dog in It. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Hey Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Today marks one year since the death of Charlie Watts. Uh, of course, uh, you know, prominent member of the Rolling Stones and Mick Jagger has uh, made tribute on the one year anniversary and uh, has you know said that he misses him, of course, as a player, but as a friend as well. And they've been having an interesting year since trying to figure out what it's like to be on the road, who's playing with them. And uh, is that going to translate into more music, not just on stage in person, but also, you know, recorded album music? And the answer to both is, yeah, they're going to continue on and figure out a way. Meanwhile, Janet Jackson and her 1989 single, Rhythm Nation, are just demolishing old laptops, apparently, in a weird way. So apparently, a lot of old laptops had a 5,400 RPM hard drive from a certain manufacturer, (laughs) 
And this song has natural resonant frequencies that are causing it to be unable to be read, and the computers are just crashing. That is the power of the Rhythm Nation. Thankfully, there's not too many of those old laptops just, you know, hanging out and being in use. But Danny Elfman is wrapping up our stories because there's a big announcement. Two greatest hits shows of his music are going to be coming out for Halloween. He's going to be playing stuff from Batman, from uh, you know, Big Mess, from, from everything. And uh, one is going to be taking place at the, both actually taking place at the Hollywood Bowl. Tickets are on sale if you feel like heading to L.A. No word on a live stream, but that would be pretty interesting to watch. And, you know, tickets are going to be on sale uh, for a little bit now until they actually wrap this whole sucker up. Got a couple of months to figure it out. It has been five years today since we, 100.5 Cruise FM, as long as our sister station as well, moved from the street front studios on Franklin Ave to Stony Creek Village, where we are now, with the bird's eye view of the parking lot, and it has at times been chaotic down there. Change is always a challenge. Uh, the town we live in, you know, it seems to be changing all the time. And I know, that goes for pretty much anywhere you live, because that's just the reality of life. Some will cling on to that fact being purely a negative. Why is things so ch changing so much? Why can't they leave things the same? Hardly feels like the town that we used to know. Uh, uh, things do change, that's okay. But sometimes, I think legitimately, we do have regrets about the way things played out in the past, right? And that can plague us. And I, I only have one regret about leaving that previous location. And that is the fact that they never let us grab the hard hats, goggles, gloves, and boots to go to town on the walls with the sledgehammers! Come on, that would have been the most amazing thing! But on the bucket list, it remains. Happy five years to the new location. Thursday. Ah, it's hot. It's hot. The heat warning's still in effect today. Likely till tomorrow, into Saturday, in fact. Like, almost 30 degree temperatures. And I thought I had a handle on it yesterday, you know? I really did. Uh, thinking that, you know, I did okay. It's been okay. We've managed to keep the temperature pretty comfortable at home. And, you know, going outside, uh, it's been nice. You know, been able to actually enjoy it. But evening time comes, and I don't know what it is about our building, but it's just that's when all of the trapped heat is like, Hey, remember me? And it's just sweaty. Sweaty beyond sweaty. So I've got a question for you. For all the couples out there surviving the heat this week and throughout the summer, how often have you heard this lately? And I want to know if it's verbatim, too. I love you so much, don't touch me. Because <laughs> that's been a staple piece of communication in my household this week. I will tell you right now. Love you so much, get away from me, it's too hot. It's too hot. I'm going to try and will something into the universe here. I just made some connections, all right? And those connections are... 25 years ago, today, GoldenEye, the game, came out. Now, it was 1995 for the movie, starting the Pierce Brosnan era of the Bond flicks. But no, uh, the game came out a couple years later on Nintendo 64. You remember how crazy it was to play with four people at the same time? Unheard of! Now you can play with hundreds. But back then, way back when, a proper remaster of that game that is now 25 years old today has been talked about for most of those 25 years. And in fact, it does exist. Now, I'm not talking about this weird version where they shoehorned the Daniel Craig Bond into GoldenEye and then changed the story. I'm talking about the true 1997 masterpiece. And it was even leaked. We know. We have proof that a remaster exists in some capacity. But not officially released, right? Not official. Well, I've got to tell you, there's never been a better day than today to do it. And there's even a gaming convention going on in Germany right now for all of Europe called Gamescom. And I'm like, come on, just make it happen. Make my day. It would be amazing. 
So let's go, go back to 1997 in your friend's parents' basement, playing GoldenEye 64 and drinking Mountain Dew. I can't wait. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Ozzy Osbourne's at the four and talking about something that was going down in the 70s. Now, explaining a little bit of the creation of their fourth album, uh, Black Sabbath's fourth album, Volume 4. Uh, he told Classic Rock from Louder Sound that oh, they lived together in a house in Los Angeles, rehearsed there, did loads of drugs, and made an album. Simple. Those were good times. But he also further revealed that he ended up uh, giving up taking acid in the 70s after he was chatting to a horse for about an hour. And uh, the horse turned around and told him to bleep off in true... Ozzy Osbourne fashion. Probably a good choice at that point. Probably a good choice. Um, now, Phil Spector, infamous music producer and convicted murderer, is the subject of a four-part documentary series on Sky that has just been announced, uh, all about the conviction as well as the uh, the murder of actress Lana Clarkson and everything uh, that went along with it. It's titled Spector, and it will be starting to come out in the very near future. Of course, uh, piecemealed out in four parts. Going to be a hard watch at times. Always a treat to have somebody join me in the flesh here in the studio, and today that would be Chris Tilly with the uh, the Hog Chapter of Fort McMurray here to talk Toys for Tots. How are you doing today? Well, good morning, Steve. Doing wonderful, sir. Another beautiful morning in Fort McMurray. Annual Toys for Tots drive here, our 12th one this year. It's uh, been going on for quite some time, and uh, it's, a, it's an awesome cause to help out our community and all our charities. Which is nice to see, nice to help out and spread it around, you know, spread the love, spread the money, spread the toys. Uh. Yeah, for those who might not be in the know, scratching their heads just a little bit, Toys for Tots is a way to make sure that children are not left out when it comes to the holidays and that they do have a toy, a present, a gift waiting for them. They feel important, feel special, feel remembered. Christmas time, it's always a tough time for families. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. we are in Fort McMurray, but uh, it's a tough town to live in, uh, money-wise and all that stuff. I mean, people make good money, but there is struggles in this town, and they are real. And uh, our drive helps families during them times, gives them a bit of relief, help mom and dad feel a little bit more comfortable when they got some toys to pass on to the kids on Christmas morning. Our town is giving, and it's a beautiful event. It's a meaningful, it's a touching event. It's such an important and special time of year. How can people get involved? What's kind of the plan for this year as we get, I mean, I know it's hot right now, but we're thinking about later on in the year a little early, right? Our event will take place on uh, September 3rd this year. It's uh, our usual location, uh, Void Harley-Davidson up here in Gregoire. It's nice to be at the dealership and everything else. They really come on board and help out a lot and stuff. We start registration in the morning at Void Harley-Davidson from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. During registration, we'll have a pancake breakfast. During the day, then we'll have 50-50 draw, raffle tickets, solid auctions. Poker run starts at 11 a.m., kickstands up. Nice to see the crowd come out. We always have a good turnout each year. We do our ride. It's usually a couple, three-hour event to poker run time to get back to the dealership and we'll have a barbecue run this year too from uh, 12 to the final uh, final closing of the ceremony which usually about 3 34 o'clock we clue everything up so uh come on down it's a <laughs> great event the riding community of fort mcmurray they're awesome people uh they are giving we're not just loud motorcycles ripping through town <laughs> stuff like that like people see you know we are we are giving people and our, our hearts are big and we do this every year to help out yeah big noise big engine big hearts Thank you so much for taking the time to tell us all about it, Chris. So again, reminder, this Labor Day long weekend coming up September 3rd, the event at Voight Harley-Davidson where you can drop off toys, you can make a donation, get your breakfast and your lunch taken care of and, and take part in everything else that's going on. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, Steve, for having me. It's uh, greatly appreciated and I hope everybody can get out to help support this year our 12th annual Toys with Tots, September 3rd, 2022. Friday. 
Elton John has got new music out today with with Britney Spears, actually, a collaboration that has been teased for a little while now in like the return of Britney Spears to making music. It's been a while. It's been a minute. But I'll tell you, it doesn't really sound like either of them, kind of. It's called Hold Me Closer. But for all intents and purposes, it's Tiny Dancer, just without the Tiny Dancer part. It it makes sense. Listen. I guess you could argue more of like a disco interpretation of Tiny Dancer, right? Like an extrapolation. It's not quite the same thing, but still. Britney Spears is back. Elton's now wrapping up, at least as far as live touring goes. And a whole new generation will be shaking various body parts to this song this weekend. And something about all that knowledge just sits right with me, you know? It just does. Feels good. I am going to sing the Tiny Dancer part, though. You can't just remove that. That's weird. At the MTV Video Music Awards this very weekend, Sunday, from Newark, New Jersey, is where it's going down. And amongst all of the award presentations, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to be receiving the Global Icon Award, something that we were aware of a little while ago. It was announced. But uh, who's going to be presenting that award? Well, apparently it was originally set to be none other than Johnny Depp, and I don't think he was available. So it kind of went to the band, who do you want to present the award to you? And it looks like uh, Tommy Chung, as well as Cheech Marin, are going to be the ones to do so tommy hailing from edmonton originally and uh, speaking of canadiana dave grohl was hanging out with the members of rush at a toronto steakhouse recently just a photo taken posted on the internet just from this past week uh, just at uh, where was it barbarian steakhouse have never been but if you've been in the toronto area i'm pretty sure it's one of the most famous ones around uh you know one of those legacy spots so uh you know who knows what does this have to do with anything in particular well Mainly the tribute show that's going to be coming up for Taylor Hawkins. They won in L.A. and one in London at the L.A. one. Rush, uh, the members of, rather, are going to be performing as part of the tribute. And finally, The Cure are releasing their 1990 Wish reissue in October. It is going to be the 30th anniversary edition, but they have this week put out a demo. Uh, the 1990 demo of Cut from the Wish re-release. So it is available already, and the pre-orders for the actual re-released album going to be out, you know, in... Uh, sorry, the album out October 7th. Pre-orders, obviously, ready to go right now. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Well, it's going to be a very busy weekend for my uh, guest in studio to chat right here. Dan Edwards with the uh, Wood Buffalo Food Bank Association, executive director there. We're excited about Empty Bowls Festival's back this weekend. That is correct. Sunday, 11 to 3. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I know all about it because I've been, you know, making some bowls over at Color Me Mine and even one of the special, like, auction bowls that's yes, going on here. Yes, you were chosen for a celebrity bowl. <laughs> yeah, so you keep using that word. I'm like, no, not a celebrity bowl, but whatever. I'll take it. I will take it. Um, and I think that it turned out well. We'll see. But for those who are like, what are you talking about? What is Empty Bowls Festival? How does it help out with the food bank? And, you know, uh, how can people get involved? So Empty Bowls Festival is just a fun day for the family. It's It raises a bit of money for us that we put towards our programs. But it's really about just having a, a final fun event for the summer to get the family out and enjoy some food, enjoy some music, and get some local art and pottery. It's just 
just a fantastic day. It's funny. We have so many over the years. We have so many empty bowls, bowls in our in our uh, shelf. I've sent them to my parents, you know, elsewhere in the country. Like these things have a legacy outside of Fort McMurray now already. And there's going to be tons available, tons on display and food as well, right? From yeah. local eateries. Yeah, we have local vendors. So the event is a ticketed event, but $15. That's it. Gets you a bowl, which alone costs you $15 to go get at <laughs> Color Me Mine. Hand painted, yeah. Hand painted by the community. Food from the food vendors. We have the silent auction for our quasi celebrity bowls. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then we will have uh, live music, face painting, other activities along the water at the, the Heritage Shipyard. Yeah, so come along uh, to the Heritage Shipyard 11 until you said 3? Yes. Sunday of this weekend. I cannot wait. I'm, I'm already getting hungry for it, man. I think something people are surprised by all the time is just how much usership there is, right? I mean, there's a lot of people in the community that rely on the food bank. Yeah, and our numbers are, are going up. It's, you know, we see we're always busy. We're, we're getting calls from people that are like, I've never had to use the food bank. So events like this, I, again, like I said, it's more about raising some funds and just getting awareness out there yeah. about the food bank but getting people also for volunteer opportunities they can come down and help build hampers and, and help stock our shelves when we do have food to put on them yeah it's a really just great event and it goes a long way to helping us if you want to get involved again Sunday is the time to do it and more details are all over social media you guys can uh, you know follow Facebook the Instagram everything for food bank you guys have been all over it <laughs> I've been doing my best doing my best <laughs> awesome well thanks for coming in to tell me all about it man and I'll see you Sunday this sounds good transmission over Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.